suit up. Damn it, Marshal. New is always better. Challenge accepted. I'm not the blitz. You want to hit in this sandwich? Damn, maybe be cool. Can we go camping? Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to the re-return. I'm Aaron, and I'm Lear. And we are two How I Met Your Mother super fans running the series of every single episode. This week, so excited, we are talking about season one, episode 11, The Limo. Woo! Woo! So, this is an episode where Ted, with his Christmas bonus, because he irrationally gets a Christmas bonus. Lame ass. Dick. He gets a bonus. <laughs> The rest of us are just shitty-ass people who don't, and he rents a limo for his buddies to go party in New York City on New Year's Eve. So, New Year's Eve, how terrible is it usually for you? Uh, it's usually pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario, I wake up with the worst hangover two days later. Yeah, that actually does sound like yeah. the best case scenario. Uh, I've had people mm-hmm. pass out on me. On New Year's Eve, like, after I've gone to sleep, uh, someone stumbled over, tripped over me, and then just went to sleep there, like, laying across me. Mm-hmm. It was weird. That is super weird. Drunk people are strange. Yeah. As we discover in this episode. So, in this episode, Ted is desperate to make everything perfect. Robin is having a very bad night with her billionaire boyfriend, Barney seems to be one mixed CD steal away from just, like, suicide. And Marshall and Lily are basically in a crazy adventure epic, which I just fucking love. (laughs) Like, they're basically an outlander. It's hilarious. It's true. It's pretty great. It really is. Yeah, because he just leans in. Oh, I'll find you, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And then he does. Ridiculous. Like... They find each other on the streets of New York by essentially playing Marco Polo, and Marshall runs out from, you know, a cloud of smoke in a blaze of glory, <laughs> having retrieved the stolen mixtape, and also found the best party ever. Amazing. They have the, like, they're in a totally different episode, which I love. <laughs> Everyone else is sad. Which I also love. Yeah, sadness. It's, it's what, it's what the show is all about. The show is about sadness. It's pretty great. We love it so much. (laughs) Okay, I'm a dick. So I think in our next episode, which is going to be super great, it's going to be a double episode, so get psyched for that, Ted becomes obsessed with the appearance of things, one might say. And this also, I think, (laughs) is a symptom of Ted's obsession with the appearance of things. Yeah, yeah, I'd give you that. So this also gives us one of the more iconic pieces of How I Met Your Mother memorabilia. It's the origin of the Get Psyched mix. Yes. That we only hear one track from. I mean, do you remember when you could enjoy Bon Jovi only a little ironically? Uh, I remember when I actually enjoyed Bon Jovi. Like, for real? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty intense. Yeah. I wasn't always the cool kid that I am now. I feel like hipsters have taken something from us, and this might be it. That could be. On the plus side, you're dating one of the actors from this episode, right? Wait, what? Didn't didn't your boyfriend play <laughs> fake Moby? Sorry, I see a, a bald aging <laughs> hipster and just think Moby. He's not that 
bold. <laughs> He's not that bold either, but it works. <laughs> no, now he's got a beard. Oh, I bet that's wonderful. It's like almost mean. <clears throat> Come on, he would never like this Get Psyched mix. No, that's that's absolutely true. He would not. But we wouldn't like his Get Psyched mix either. Well, it would be a lot of LCD sound system. So where you fall in LCD sound system, like... Um, I like them less now. <laughs> you see, that was mean. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, just wait till next week. Okay. <laughs> I, I do believe they eventually, or like, they released on Barney's fake blog the entire track listing, but all we hear is You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi, and you they play like the first line five million times in the episode. It's pretty great. Shot through the heart. And you're to blame. Yeah, that's all you get. Yep. That's all they could afford. <laughs> you're welcome, listeners. That's all you get, too. Because <laughs> we can't even <laughs> afford that. So, I think this is a story that can be best told through supporting characters. Because the parties don't really matter, but the superfluary characters tell the story. So the first person we run into is Ranjit, making his second appearance. Yay! <laughs> Yay, Ranjit! Ranjit, Ranjit. I love when Robin asks how they all know him, and Ted just gets this look on his face. Oh, we, we rode in his cap once. Yeah, once. On the most memorable <laughs> night of his fucking life. Yeah. I am a little surprised in the finale that they didn't pull Ranjit out to take Ted to Robin's apartment. I know. I'm just glad he was at the wedding. Yes. Yes, that was perfect. And the nice reveal that he owns his own cab company and basically lives a life of leisure. I feel like that's appropriate for Ranji. It's what he deserves. Yeah. Yeah. Moving up in the world. I'm so happy for him and his <laughs> homely wife. Is she homely, though? I know we, I don't, I do know that we meet her eventually and she seemed lovely. I feel like Barney's evaluation of women is not, a, like, appropriate, accurate. It's not accurate. True. We probably can't go with that. I, I am going from when, well, in the in the pilot, yes. when, uh, yeah, Barney asks him, asks him about his wife, and he says, "Who tell me?" <laughs> and Barney says, "A simple no would have sufficed." But you're right. Barney's opinions on everything are skewed by not reality. Exactly. Barney cannot be trusted. All right, so we love Ranjit. He is absolutely great in this episode. That's true. So great. So the next person I think we need to talk about is Derek. Robin's hundred millionaire boyfriend. Derek. 2030 Saget Ted talking about Derek. It's a little weird. Well, here, I was thinking about Ted. How so? At this point, 25 years in the future... He's, like, maybe a week away from asking out Robin, and he's still mad about this one boyfriend. It just kind of, like, something in my brain just, like, flitched, and I was just like, what is happening? Oh, Ted. Yeah, but... Yeah, he Ted would definitely still be bitter I about mean, that. billionaire ex-boyfriend. Yeah, do you ever want to have to compete with that? Um, no... I would like that. Well, 
then your boyfriend needs to get some more fake Moby acting jobs. <laughs> as far as we know, he's only had two. We'll come back to Derek, I'm sure. Let's talk about <laughs> fake Moby, because this actor has done fake Moby in a few places. <laughs> Was it? I swear to God, it's more than just in Community. When he when he plays the dean, but also as a side gig as fake Moby. Right. Does he just play a Jim Rash lookalike in everything? Yeah, pretty much. I, he must like they're do- they're doppelgangers, like they're actual doppelgangers, and then there's also a trio with Moby. So like doppel trio. So okay, so we've got J.P. Minot, the guy that played fake Moby. I feel like he's in everything. How many times do sitcoms go fake Moby? I don't know. I actually confused him with Jim Rash because I knew this guy more. Interesting. So, like, you watched the first season of Community and thought it was this guy? Yeah. And not Oscar winner Jim Rash? Right. Yeah, I watched this and I was like, huh, that is the guy from Phil of the Future. Oh. Because I used to watch a lot of Disney. I did not. I... I I did. College was an odd time. Yeah. But, like, he's been in a, a lot of stuff. Most things he's been in, like, an episode or two, though. Well, I'm glad his career prospects are bigger than just playing fake Moby. Right. <laughs> so, apparently, this was, like, a look in 2005. Yeah, that sounds... Yeah. So, he likes Barney's Get Psyched Mixed. And also has a gun, which Robin is terrified of. Yeah, we're still getting some Robin inconsistencies. Yeah, Robin should be into it. Yeah. Yeah, like so into it. Although she has made cracks about American gun violence. Just the one. Was it just the one? Yeah. Oh, never mind. We just found out she's Canadian in the last episode. Oh, that's right. I'm from Canada, remember? No, we do not. (laughs) We do not remember. The next character I think we should talk about is Nadia. The um, ambiguously foreign woman Barney picks up at the first party that they attend. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, she's a stereotype in a leopard print dress. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. But could we call this Barney's first conquest? I still want to say no. I am disinclined to as well. Yeah, we, we don't have any confirmation. I think she's more likely to go home with Ranjit at this point. Yeah, I mean, I would be. At the end, she's just, like, slow, sloppy drunk. It just gets into some weird places if... <laughs> weird, rapey places. Yeah. Yeah, even if he did, I'd like to just believe that he didn't. Yeah, totally. So the final tertiary character, Mary Beth. Who? Okay, so her only characteristic is being a hugger. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. She's there to hug to hug oh, people and tell Ted that Robin's into him. Yep. Which I suppose someone needs to someone needs to tell him, right? Everyone tells him. Oh, that's right. Literally everyone. Literally everyone. Why do we need another character? She serves no purpose whatsoever. To sh- oh boy. To show that Ted's moving on. Is he though? No, not at all. Nope. Not even a little bit. So Robin Got ditched by her very rich boyfriend doing a business deal on New Year's Eve. I know nothing about rich people. This seems legit. I don't know. I mean, Derek is also a nothing character. He really only exists to make Ted jealous. And not just, like, jealous, but, like, crazy stupid jealous. Right. And we literally only see him once. Right. We see him 
when they open the limo door. And he pops in. Yeah. And then he's never heard from again. Right. But really, he pops in at the most inopportune time, just as Ted and Robin are trying to bond and sing Bon Jovi and cheer up suicidal Barney. And <laughs> and then Robin still, or then Ted still gets the girl. Yeah. I feel like I don't have a lot to say about this episode, but I really liked it. Yeah, I did too. I, I don't know. Every sitcom does this episode. Every sitcom does the New Year's episode. And most of them only do, like, one New Year's episode. It's true. Because it's so formulaic. They just, they run through it, they run through their plot, and then it's gone. Is there a way to do this interestingly, do you think? I think this is about the most interesting. Yeah. I, I like the, like, the four parties, but this is still a bottle episode. Everyone is in the cab. When they're not in the cab, they don't count. A little bit. Or we see them on, like, Lily on the phone at one of the parties... But we don't see other people. Like, we don't see her interacting with anyone. The circuits are jammed. <laughs> they say that, like, five times in this episode. I swear to God. Yeah, they do. Oh, man. 2005 was crazy. <laughs> I remember having a phone then. It made calls. That's all it did. All these people calling one another. Who calls people? Ugh. The worst. No, you just, you don't call people and talk to them. You just make podcasts instead. This is how technology works. It's true. Special note to our listeners. This is the only time Aaron and I ever talk. It's true. The rest we of the time, it's just texting. Constantly. Like, literally every day. Yes. Like, I think you die when you don't text me something stupid on the internet. <laughs> I mean, don't act like you don't do the same thing. It's true. So yeah, we never call each other. We just do this podcast over FaceTime. Which is pretty great. It is great. This is so much fun. We love it. So now I'm trying to think of, like, New Year's Eve's episodes that I've liked from like other shows, I can't think of any. They're they're usually I mean they're usually just throwaways. Community didn't do one. I can't think of a happy endings New Year's Eve. Those are the only sitcoms I like. Um Mash did a few. Well, okay. Here's the reason that a lot of sitcoms will skip New Year's Eve. The shows are all on hiatus anyway. Yeah, they do a Christmas episode and they come back in January. Right. And that even goes back like Years ago, when they weren't taking, you know, six weeks off in the winter like they now, you know, like they are now. Right. You know, they'd, take, they'd only take two weeks off, but they'd do a Christmas episode at the middle of December, and then they'd do a regular episode again, um, you know, second week of January. Because this is not a good time. Like, who's watching TV on New Year's Eve? Right. And not only that, but so many shows avoid winter because... It's difficult to film. Right. Happy Endings was great at that. So that's why so many, you know, so few shows are set in the Midwest. And the ones that are, like, they just don't do a lot of winter stuff. And, I mean, we've got, you know, three days of snow from How I Met Your Mother. It's true. Which is a fantastic winter episode. One of the best episodes in the series. Yes. Oh, there's so much good stuff coming. Yeah. Oh, man. Can't wait till we get there. Yeah. New Year's Eve is nothing but... I mean, I feel like it offers narrative opportunities because it's inherent time pressure, but also you're stuck with this, like, kind of inane thematic bullshit. Yeah. That Ted obviously gets sucked in. 2006 was a big one. Was it, Ted? Was it? Was it? <laughs> no. And even shows that do use some of the, the ideas, like, the things that people take away from New Year's are, like, resolutions. Yes. Which, The Office did an episode 
which was the beginning of January where they did their resolution, you know, their New Year's resolutions, but they did not do a New Year's episode of it. That makes sense. They didn't do the, you know, everyone's together for the ball drop kind of thing. So there were bits and pieces. It's a show about an office. You, I mean, the last people I want to be with on New Year's Eve are the people I work with. It's true. No offense to, you know, my coworkers. Yeah. Would prefer not. I like the company Christmas party with the open bar, but the rest of the time I want to be with my friends. It's friend time, which is why this is a good show for a New Year's Eve episode. Yeah. This is the only one that How I Met Your Mother does. Yep. I think it's about as good as it can be, all things considered. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So let's kind of talk about the ending. Ted and Robin connect over trying to perk everyone up. Marshall returns like magic. I don't know. He may as well be like a knight in shining armor. Like this is Marshall in this episode, which just warms the cockles of my heart. When he runs through the the cloud of subway steam. Yes, it's beautiful. I know it's a stupid New York City set, but like I think they did a really nice job with like the city streets in this episode. Yeah. And they did a really good job of hiding the fact that it was a small set. Yes. It's definitely New York Street, (laughs) but it looks almost like maybe New York. I don't know. I can't tell. It looked nice. The subway steam was a nice touch. It just made him that much more heroic. Mm -hmm. Derek shows up. Robin is happy. Ted forlornly gets out of the limo, walks away, opines about how it's okay that New Year's Eve is terrible because it was 2006. In 2006, it was a big one. Which, was it Ted? Was it Ted? Was it? Well, actually it was because he gets finally nails Robin. Oh, that's true. But. But we don't know that yet. Gets him no closer to the mother. But 2030 Ted knows that 2006 was the year that he nails Robin. And that was a big one. Possibly the highlight of his year. Yeah. Hey kids, remember the time I banged your Aunt Robin? That's coming up real soon. Get excited, kids. But Robin follows him in this, like, acknowledgement of mutual... Desire, but not really, because they're she's seeing someone. Derek. Derek. Yeah, he's a millionaire exclusively to make. Like, there's no plot reason for that. He could be anyone. <laughs> How did they meet? He was a fan of her uh, her show. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't. What was it? There was a story. I think she told it in the last episode, and I totally forgot it. Yeah, it didn't seem important. Still doesn't. It wasn't. I assure you. Yeah. Anyway, so they finally make out. I'd say finally. It's like the fourth time they've kissed. Like, this will never lead anywhere. It probably won't. So anyway, the end of my notes are, whatever, Ted. Um, But they do this really nice closing shot where Ted walks away from the limo and you see Robin walking back. And like the last frame is her getting, like, is her looking back as she gets into the limo in the distance and Ted, like, crosses the street. It was, it almost reminded me of the last frame of Babylon on Mad Men, that episode in season one. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Just barely. As, like, the street noise rise up, rises up and the episode ends. And I know, like, obviously Mad Men is just completely on a different level. But it was a nice note. And also, like, three years later. I'm sure that Matt Weiner was not taking notes from How I Met Your Mother. Probably not. Even a little bit. I mean, you, you never know. Could have been a big influence on him. You can, you can clearly see some Barney in uh, Harry Crane. <laughs> no? No, yeah, that's that's almost spot on. <laughs> I think I think Harry Crane really wants to be Barney, but he's not. Nope. Not even a little bit. He just has his his small amount of power to wield over gullible actresses. And even then, 
He still has to hook up with hookers. No. Ugh. Well, this is a fun note. Yep. Anything else to talk about the limo? I mean, I could make fun of your boyfriend some more, but that seems cruel. It is mean. There's really not a whole lot to say about this, I guess. Yeah. It's well constructed. I like it. It's funny. The gang is awfully mean about Nadia. Yeah. I felt like when Barney says, you'll go for hot dogs, but not to go get a human being. <laughs> and, and Marshall says, yeah, but we like hot dogs. <laughs> like, cold-blooded. That was, yeah, that was mean. That's something you say about your friends, not a Not about someone you don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, you say that about my, shit like that about my boyfriend all the time, and that's okay. Is it? Um, as long as you don't say it to his face. Oh, okay. Hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Okay. See, I'm not a, ja- I'm not a big enough jackass to say it to his face. Good. I will cower in my corner and say it privately. To me? Yes. Oh, <laughs> this is not healthy. No, it's really not. Maybe I should just say it to his face. Okay. Okay, we're getting off track. I'm, I'm not going to do that. We are getting way off track. Last question. Yes. Should a mix be all rise? Uh, since Barney and fake Moby were on the same page there and said yes, I'm going to say no. Interesting. Do you agree with the uh, two sociopaths in the episode? No, but mostly because I struggle to think of a song that could rise from Bon Jovi. I feel like that's the pinnacle. Yeah. What do you rise to? Like, you could maybe maintain a level of psychitude, but I feel like to increase would be difficult from that. Yeah, especially looking at... Barney started too high. I pulled up the Get Psyched Mix. Yeah. The listing, which is Mm -hmm. taken from the show. This is what's written on his CD case, apparently. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't go up from there. It can't. A lot of it stays there, but yeah, it it can't go up. So we've got You Give Love a Bad Name. Uh, Then we've got I Wanna Rock by Twisted Sister. About at the level. Yep. Lick It Up by Kiss. Eh. Slight fall. Yeah, and then it, it it actually drops from there. We've got Paradise City by Guns N' Roses, which is not as like big and boisterous as right, you know, as people seem to think. Uh, Dancing with Myself by Billy Idol. Oh, that's actually up a little. Yeah, Rocky Like a Hurricane, eh. Panama, eh. Talk Dirty to Me, uh. Thunderstruck. That one goes back up. Yeah, a little bit, but it's still not like peak. Uh, Dr. Feelgood, and then Round and Round by Rat. Oh, like way down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like while the theory of All Rise is not bad and would actually be super awesome if it was achievable, he started on too high of a level. If that is the first track on the album, there's no going up from there. Yeah. Anyway. So let's talk about Ted. Okay. Ted is desperate to make everything perfect. He has a pretty mad date. He doesn't tell Nadia that he'd rather have a hot dog. (laughs) He's a little weird about Robin, but not too weird. She's clearly into it. Yeah. Scale of one to ten, how much do we like Ted? Eight. He really tried. He's doing this for his friends. Yeah. Um, I'm inclined to give him a nine. I'm taking a point off because he got a Christmas bonus and I hate his face. That's fair. So, that was the limo. We liked it, but sounded like we didn't like it. Weird. 
Weird. Just, we do this just a lot. because we don't have a lot to say doesn't mean that we're not excited. We are excited. It just means we have better things to talk about. Oh, and we're going to. Next week is going to be a shit show. Because we are doing our first double episode. It's going to be insane. It's going to be legendary. Will it, though? Probably <laughs> Probably not. I should probably... Let me have this one. Okay, yes, you can have this one, because we're going to talk for five hours about the wedding and drumroll, please. Yes. We're going to have a lot to talk about, but this week, please tell us about the limo. You can hit us up at thereturn.com or at thereturn on Twitter, or if you are old school, you can email us at thereturn at thereturn.com. So tell us what you think of the limo. Tell us your most terrible New Year's Eve story. Those are always fun. Mine, my boyfriend got a traffic ticket and then threw a hissy fit. It was not fun. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Laugh hysterically. And also, we would like to know more about your theory of mix CDs. Should a mix be all rise? We want to hear from you. Please tell us. We will be back next week. My name is Aaron. And I'm Lear. All right, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye.